From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, September 6th. I'm Sarah Reif. The promised battle between the sheriff and the Board of Supervisors has entered the phase of inconclusive meetings and lengthy court filings. In July, Sheriff Matt Kendall asked the board to authorize $50,000 to hire local attorney Duncan James so he could fight a policy that would make department heads responsible for exceeding their budgets. He's also stated that the county is trying to take over his IT department, which he believes is an infringement on his rights and duties as sheriff. Kendall and County Counsel Christian Curtis agreed that it would be a conflict of interest for Curtis to represent Kendall, since Kendall is disputing the county, which Curtis represents. But the question of the exact nature of the conflict remains. Kendall argues that his department, which regularly exceeds its budget, is structurally underfunded, He stated in a court filing at the end of July that his office is underfunded this year in excess of $2 million and that he's worried his ability to solve crimes is hindered by, quote, the county threatening to sue me personally to recover any budget overage. In a court filing last week, Curtis reported that at the close of budget hearings in June, the board adopted a budget that, quote, gave the sheriff everything he'd asked for other than $1,275,500 for vehicles and equipment and the $255,000 for salary and benefits. On August 3rd, the board funded the request for vehicles and equipment with money from the PG&E settlement, leaving only a quarter-million-dollar shortage in salary and benefits, not in excess of $2 million. Kendall was hostile to a recent proposal for an independent financial audit of his office, leading Supervisor Ted Williams to point out that the board has not seen data to back up his claims of underfunding. Kendall told the board he wants Duncan James to represent him because of his lifelong friendship with James and his family, as well as the experience of James and his associates in government litigation. James served as district attorney for 10 years and told the board that the county council's office was created upon his request. Curtis argued against the appointment of Duncan James, citing a protracted expensive battle between the city of Ukiah and the sanitation district when James represented the district. Curtis also advised against hiring James because James is currently representing Harinder Graywall, the former county ag commissioner in Graywall's suit against the county. Graywall, who is the third ag commissioner to be installed in the first few months of 2018, filed suit against the county in January of last year, claiming wrongful termination, hostile work environment, and violations of labor code and due process. Curtis told the board in July that he would generally recommend against using a firm that's actively suing us. Curtis also characterized the amount of money that was spent in the fight between the city and the district as along the lines of, quote, what you might expect to see with multinational corporations fighting each other over some pretty important issues, where they're almost engaged in a sort of economic warfare. In a 52-page filing with the court at the end of July, James fired back, saying Curtis's estimate of the attorney fees was grossly inaccurate and demonstrates the county council's biased approach and his total lack of knowledge about the case. James wrote that six law firms, including his own, were involved in the fight between the city and the district and that the total amount paid out to all of them was a little over $5.5 million. At last week's Board of Supervisors meeting, Curtis sought to minimize the possibility of department heads being held personally liable for budget overages. He said the original discussion at budget hearings in June lacked context. Also, the problem doesn't appear to require a solution since there are already legal provisions for addressing unauthorized spending by department heads. The, the issue really has to do with what happens in the event that an official ends up contracting for something that's beyond their authority. And, and this is an extension of sort of existing concepts in contract law and in agency law, where essentially if you have someone who works for, you know, any sort of entity, whether it's a, a corporation, a government entity, et cetera, and goes and um, uh, enters into a contract for which they didn't have the authority to begin with, 
by default, um, the, the contract law does allow that the party they contract with could potentially have a right to recover against the individual who signed the contract, um, even if they don't have an ability to go uh, and, and collect against the, the entity. And in, in the context of that particular statute, um, you know, what that means is that if, if, a, um, if a department ends up signing a contract or, or otherwise authorizing the expenditure of funds uh, for something that would be beyond the budget, the county has the ability to say, the monies were never appropriated for that, you know, we're, we're not going to go ahead and, and honor that contract. I'm not really aware of any examples of that having happened, uh, at least not in recent history. Um, I, I think the discussion about the possibility of sending an apartment at a bill, frankly, I think that might have been thrown out sort of as a, a, a bit of a, an attempt to sort of show how impractical uh, certain options might be. In his filing last week, Curtis clarified the board's position on the conflict of interest between the board and the sheriff. He said the board agreed to provide outside legal counsel on the issue of the sheriff seeking independent IT and email service. However, Curtis wrote, the board did not agree that county counsel is ethically prohibited from advising the sheriff on which expenditures require board authorization. He wrote that the sheriff appears to be upset about the process used to arrive at that budget and concerns about what may or may not be included in future budgets. The complaint is not that he didn't receive the monies, but rather that he had to request them. These issues don't present any legal question that require either county counsel or an outside firm. A hearing before presiding Judge Ann Mormon is scheduled for September 13th. At last week's meeting, supervisors voted unanimously to a vague resolution to use the budget process to mitigate unnecessary concern that impedes civil servants' ability to perform their duties. Asked if department heads generally adhere to their budgets, CEO Carmelangelo offered little detail. I can say in the 14 years that I've been here, it has been fairly consistent that our department heads do everything they can to stay on budget. There have been bad years and there have been good years. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.